Great. Good morning, everybody. Um, nice to be with you all. I'm just going to get my tech set up. Um, for those of you that don't know me, I'm the uh, children's and youth pastor here. Usually I get to be out there um, with little children. Um, and so uh, in true children's and youth pastor fashion, I, for those who listen well, I have sweets and stickers for afterwards. Um, so if you really want an orange sticker, uh, then make sure you listen well. Um, shall, we, uh, shall we pray together as we begin? Uh, God, we thank you so much for your your word, and we thank you for your son. And Lord, as we we look at um, the Bible today, will you help us to learn more of of you and your love, and to see uh, how best we can leave this place. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're with us. And will you use um, the words I say this morning to draw each of us closer to you? Will your spirit be at work as I do that? Help us to know that you do the work. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, hopefully, this is going to work. Hey, hey, no, I've gone too far. There we go. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard about the Lumo project. Um, I highly recommend this. Uh, It's wonderful um, video stories, kind of uh, uh, a retelling of of the Bible, and they use... uh, the the scripture, and they read out scripture over the top of these brilliant pictures. They've done all the Gospels. So uh, I'm going to be using some pictures to help us this morning uh, from this wonderful story to help bring it alive a little bit. But do go away and check out lumoproject.com. I haven't been paid to say that. Um, So um, people have come together. We're We're in Luke 5. People have come together to find out about this man, this Jesus, to see if he can do what everybody says he can do the people want to catch a glimpse of him. They're asking themselves, can he do what we've heard? Can he heal sickness? Can he cast out demons? Who is this man with such incredible authority? But also, they're gathered there to hear him preach. John reminded us last week of Jesus' personal mission statement from Luke 4, 43. I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. So he's come to preach the good news. And so he's there at the lakeside teaching them. Um, Interesting here, Jesus is teaching outside a synagogue. Um, I I think highlighting the importance of of sharing the good news of Jesus more than just on a Sunday morning. I think it's great we gather on a Sunday morning, but it's our job, isn't it, to go and tell others throughout the week. Um, There's a bit of hustle and bustle around the, the edge of the lake there. Um, I imagine it um, being a bit like a football stadium or a rugby stadium, trying to get, get to your seats and get a glimpse. I was at the cricket at Edgebaston yesterday. Lots of rain stopping play, lots of people crowding into small places. Um, but it was, it was good fun. Hopefully England can turn it around later on today, but we'll see. Um, so people are crowding around. They're wanting to get a glimpse of this Jesus. He sees a boat, uh, and interestingly, in uh, Capernaum, where they are, um, Lake of Gennesaret, or the Sea of Galilee, uh, as we might also have heard it called, there's lots of little inlets, lots of zigzaggy coastline, and so Jesus has kind of said, push me out a little bit, and he could sit down in the boat and teach them, and it would work almost like a natural amphitheater. He could just talk at a normal volume. He didn't need a, a microphone or anything fancy like that. He could just talk perfectly normally, and everybody would hear what he had to say. So here he is teaching them. Um, Interestingly as well, something I thought was was interesting anyway, um, they stood up to read the word of God and they sat down to teach. 
I didn't know that, but that's something um, interesting. I'm not going to sit down today because it's a bit easier to stand. Anyway, here we go. Um, off to the side, uh, we have some fishermen cleaning their nets after a long and difficult night. The fishermen have overheard some of what Jesus has been teaching, and uh, along with some of the crowds. Some of them might have been listening out the corner of their ears as he's, as he's speaking to them. And we should also know that this isn't necessarily the first time that they've met Jesus. The chapter before we've seen that um, Simon's mother-in-law has been healed. So we know that Jesus has come into contact with them before now. Not only have they heard and seen, um, not only have they heard what he's done, but they've seen it with their own eyes too. Now, time goes on. Uh, Jesus finishes his teaching. Uh, and it doesn't tell us whether the crowd disbanded at this point or not. But what happens next is that Jesus turns to Simon and, and he says this, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Now, Simon at this point, I imagine, is quite confused. They've just been out all night and not caught a thing. And um, I, I don't know how, how you would feel. I would feel pretty like, oh, really? Do we really have to do that? Um, they've worked all night. They've come back with nothing. They've been slogging away. I, I've just cleaned my nets. I don't want to go out there again. You've got to be kidding me. But he doesn't say that. He says, first of all, he, he calls Jesus uh, master, which means leader or boss. And he says, because you say so, I will let down the nets. Simon realized, he recognized that this Jesus had done some incredible things and he could trust him. He could trust Jesus' authority. He wanted to respond to it because you say so, I will. I wonder if we've responded in that way to Jesus. When he's asked us to do something, have we said, because you say so, I will? Let's take a look back at verses 6 and 7. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. There's three, um, three key things that I think stand out from this, um, this passage. And the first is that Jesus shows his power. Um, I'm not sure at this point the amount of fish that the disciples are catching, whether they're grateful to Jesus or not. <laughs> um, it sounds like a near-death experience to me, the fact that their boats are sinking because God has, Jesus has just blessed them. Such abundance, such a huge catch. But they were most certainly in awe. Um, it, it showed them that this Jesus not only had the power over sickness uh, of, of chapter 4, but also power over creation. All these fish that weren't there just a few hours ago, their nets are now full. Jesus has the power to do these incredible things. And interestingly, um, kind of side note, up until this point in the story, he's always been called Simon, this fisherman. And this is the first time that he's referred to, that Luke refers to him as Simon Peter. Because I believe this is where the change happens. This is where Simon realizes who Jesus is. The fact that they needed help to haul in all these fish shows that Jesus, I think, was going probably above and beyond to prove his power to these fishermen. 
I think it's really important as well that we remember here that Jesus is the one doing the work. Peter's just saying, yes, I can do that because you say so. But Jesus is the one who has the power. So that's the first point, that Jesus showed them his power. The second one is this. Peter realized his sin. Something's dawned on Simon Peter. What's happened is not an accident. He realizes that only an agent of God could have done something like this, especially in the middle of the day. Usually they would fish at night. He knows that this Jesus isn't just a man. So he knows that he can't be with him. You can't be near to someone that holy, that special, because of your sin. Another side note, I said before how he used the word master when talking to Jesus. Now he says, Lord, there's something different. Something's changed in Simon Peter's understanding of who this Jesus is. Go away. Leave me, Lord, I'm a sinner. There's no way that someone who has this kind of power, this kind of authority, could be near to Peter, a sinner like him. There must be something different about him. What's really interesting is that Peter didn't realize that in admitting his sin, in confessing his sin before God, it was actually the best prerequisite for his service because he recognized who he was in relation to who Jesus was. It's, his confession is the reason that Jesus called him to follow him. He recognizes he's not good enough, but Jesus still wants him on board. Rather than being unworthy, Jesus calls Peter to follow him. What's Jesus' response to Peter in his, in his fear, in his concern of being close to someone so holy, so different? Don't be afraid. Jesus tells Peter that it's okay to draw near to him, to be with him. And what a wonderful truth that is for us too. We need not be afraid when Jesus calls us to draw near to him. So Jesus showed his power and Peter realized his sin. And the third point is this, that they followed Jesus into greater things. If we look back into verse 10, it's, it doesn't say that Jesus stopped at don't be afraid. It says, don't be afraid, from now on you'll fish for people. Now Jesus could have done that work of drawing people closer to himself by himself, right? He doesn't need any of us, but he chooses us. He chooses us to be involved. He wants us on board. He wanted Peter's help. There was something about this Jesus that made them follow him, his power. And they left him immediately. Probably the biggest catch they've ever had in their lives, they leave everything and they follow him. They leave their boats, their nets, the fish, probably quite a lot of money to be made from those fish, but they left it. Peter understood that there was no greater call than to cast nets for Jesus and to minister to people, to draw people closer to God for the gospel. And Simon would go on, as well as the others, to do some incredible things for Jesus he would 
as we said, become Peter, the rock on which Jesus built his church. So he goes from being a fisherman who sometimes struggles to catch fish, which probably isn't a very good start, to being a follower of Jesus, to then almost becoming the leader of the church. He followed Jesus into greater things. So that's our three things from this passage, that Jesus showed his power, Peter realized his sin, and then followed Jesus into greater things. But what about us? What's really interesting for me, I think, is that we have the benefit of a bit more of the story. At this point, the disciples had seen a few healings, a few demons cast out, one big catch of fish. We've got all of this. You know, we've got so many stories of God at work. Not only that, we've got our own stories of God at work in our lives. And I encourage you, if you're someone here who's not quite sure about Jesus, come and talk to me, come and find other people after the service. We'd love to tell you stories of what Jesus has done in our lives too. So we've got, we've got this perspective of the Bible. We know the whole thing, and we're called to follow Jesus just as his disciples were. Are we, are we ready to leave everything? We've been uh, sharing lots of stories of Jesus at work um, in our community. On, uh, on Sunday night, we did Focus on Healing, and it was wonderful to hear stories of people within this church who have been healed. Um, and, and that's a wonderful, wonderful truth. You know, God, God does still heal people today. Um, we had someone round for dinner on, uh, on Thursday evening who just shared some incredible stories um, of just God doing ridiculously amazing things like uh, providing a 100% mortgage and sitting down with the bank lender and them saying, we don't give 100% mortgages, but we're here to give you a 100% mortgage. Um, God still does these incredible things, and what we would love to hear is more stories. So do share them with one another. Do encourage each other when you hear stories of God at work. When God works in your lives, share that with your friends. We've seen Jesus' power. Have we realized our sin? Have we confessed that sin before God? The good news is that just like Peter, when we come to Jesus, he tells us, don't be afraid. He tells us that our sin is forgiven. We need to recognize ourselves and humble ourselves before Jesus, but know that when we come to him to do that, he loves us. But not only does he love us and tell us not to be afraid, he calls us into greater things. I wonder if uh, we're ready to do that. I, um, I had a friend of mine who once preached this sermon, and the following week someone got in touch with him and said, so I quit my job this week. <laughs> Um, and they felt that that was the Lord's leading. Please don't quit your job this week. <laughs> Please don't do that, unless you feel that that's what, what God wants of you. Um, and I'd be happy to talk and pray that through with you. Um, but are we ready? What are we ready to sacrifice? What are we ready to give up? These fishermen were ready to give up their boats, their livelihoods, their fish, to follow this man who had such power and authority Are we ready to do that? Are we ready to say yes to him? 
we're called to join in with God's plans and purposes. We've already said, haven't we, he's doing so much in our world, in our places of work, in our homes, in our families, in our communities, and he wants us to join in with him. I wonder if another helpful question at this point is, what does it look like without following Jesus? What does it look like to walk through our lives without this, this man, this God-man who had such power and authority, the one who heals, who brings wholeness, hope and peace, who proclaims the good news, who's broken every chain? We've been given an invitation to join God in his plans and purposes for Surbiton and for the world. And I believe Jesus is saying to us today, just like he did to Peter and his fellow fishermen, you've seen my power, now come and follow me. And the good news is we don't do that alone. God is with us, his spirit is here to help us. His spirit is with us as we go to our homes, as we go to our workplaces, our schools, our colleges, wherever it is we're going, he is with us. And we can expect to see great things because Jesus is the all-powerful one. He's the one with all the authority. Friends, when Jesus calls us, he demands everything, but only because he's given everything himself. He's got plans in store for us. And I think it would be good for us to join them in him. Now, it's going to look different for each of us following Jesus um, in our workplaces, in our homes, in our communities. Um, I wanted to come up here and go, right, this is what you need to do. (laughs) Um, But it's God's plans, isn't it? Um, Can I invite Emma and the uh, band to come up? That would be great. Um, Can I invite us all to stand? And um, we're going to sing in just a second, but I'd love to pray for us, um, to ask for God's help. Uh, One thing I do with the children when we're praying, if we're asking God for something, is I say, uh, imagine that you're being given a gift. Uh, And when when you're given a gift, you put your hands up to receive it. It's no point having your hands by your side like this, because otherwise the present's just going to drop on the floor. And so what we do when we're asking God um, to give us something, it's just a a physical sign, putting our hands out and saying, Lord, I want to receive from you. I'm ready uh, to hear what you've got for me. And God might uh, speak to you in an audible voice. He might give you a picture. You might just have a sense that he's with you. So Father God, we pray that we will know your presence with us now. Holy Spirit, you've been here with us. You are here with us. but Lord, we we pray that you might fall afresh. Lord, we thank you again for your love. We thank you for the, the stories of you at work in our lives. And God, we pray that we might see that and know where to follow you into those greater things that you've called us to. 
God, you're so good. So Holy Spirit, will be, you be uh, moving now and working among us? Show us where it is you want us to follow. And help us to trust you.